Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And we uh, pick a topic and we find some great music and we get into it. Um, but Pernell, I guess I've been playing uh, more Persona this week. You've been actually focusing on the title. Right. You've been progressing. I've been going through the game. It sounds like you like the game. I like it very much. The game that I was like, hey, Rob, you'll like this game. You're like, nah. Nah, I'm not playing any other games. Um, so, but the, you know how it works. I got the one game. I'm going to I'm gonna finish it. It's going to take you a while. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll we'll be, we'll be seeing you in March year. of next year. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like a 100-hour game. Easy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you're into it now, though. Too late. Wow. Too late. You it's know, lengthy. I don't know. Maybe I'll get fired and I'll have a whole bunch of time to play games. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm slow as hell. Like, I'm still playing Trails, and like I'm in. The, I, just, I was playing it again last night because a friend commented on. He's like, I need somebody to nerd out with the fourth game on. So I was like, I'll, I'll play it again today. You know, that, of course, in the rain scenario happened. I talked about in the earlier part of the show, and then um, I was like, okay, well now that I, that's relieved. I need to cool off. I need to get my head back, had it on straight. I'll play some Tales now. Or trails, trails. and uh, I, I got to like a specific boss fight. I'm playing on nightmare mode, so the boss mopped the floor with me because I didn't come prepared for the fight. I was just like, I just going to see how far I can get, and he just yeah. steamrolled me. So I was like, oh well, I gotta turn this off tonight, and next time I play, I'll prepare myself because this is some cheap hot garbage. Yeah, see, that's um, how I, I prepare myself by not playing on nightmare modes. Yeah, but this is different. Trails is it's doable on nightmare. I have no excuse. Oh, okay. I can. I can do this. I'm yeah. not afraid. It makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Very, very astute use there, sir. That's uh, a pretty perfectly cromulent use of that term, of that comment. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So for our listeners, I want to tell you that this month, the end of this month, is our anniversary. Me and Purnell's anniversary. This is our, um, what is it, our, our, our rose anniversary, our diamond anniversary. What? I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's I right. eat cake and I go home. Yeah, it is five years. It's our fifth year of the podcast. We like to call it our podcast anniversary, and we're going to be planning something super special. So that means that on uh, November the twenty eighth, and we'll have some times listed. We're going to have a free live show um, for everybody, and we're going to be counting down our favorite tracks of the year that we do every year. So I think we, we just pick five a piece, which is crazy because we played like 600 songs. That's what makes it really challenging. So challenging. Like, of all the tracks and all the world, you had to walk onto my playlist. We need to figure out yeah. some way to like limit it. Like say like, okay, but one per console or something. Nope. Nope. You got to keep it challenging because that's the brutality oh, of it all. God, it is brutal. Okay. And then uh, the week after that will be the Patreon uh, show and for uh, which is the exclusive show for our Patreon members. And that show will also be a podcast anniversary show, but we're asking our listeners and our Patreon members, what were your favorite tracks and what were your favorite episodes or favorite highlights of the past year of Rhythm and Pixels? 
Hopefully you had a lot of fun and festive picks because the fun thought about it is that I have trouble remembering what I did yesterday. Yeah, we were just and talking. I acknowledge <laughs> that. But I'm so confused. We're getting, but it's just like watching yeah. a TV show or listening to a radio show. Like if you're the listener or the viewer, somehow it's easier for you to remember mm-hmm. stuff. Just yeah. like you know, kind of how our topic of the show is going to ultimately be when we get to that. Um, but yeah, so we'll figure, we'll see what you guys think. Yeah. So um, the past couple of years, we had uh, streams where we played games together. But um, thanks to a global pandemic, we're not usually in the same room hardly ever, ever. So what we are, I'm, what I'm thinking of doing is doing like an online gaming situation that we have to set up in the future. So it's not going to be for the anniversary show, but I'm thinking if we get it going, just doing like a regular stream. You know, if I can get Purnell fired from his job, he'll have no, you don't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you have a second job to, to pay for all that too. Oh, money! <laughs> I you kid because no, I'm now. broke. You can't, it's, oh, it's Twitch compounded with podcast. It's like the two most lucrative things you can do on the internet. I, I gotta straight up tell you though, anybody that can, any folks that can do Twitches on a consistent, regular basis, mm-hmm. that also can somehow profit that's something that that's yeah. that's that's money because i can't i have no trouble focusing and concentrating on games i'm playing alone let alone for yeah. an audience i think what we'll be focusing on is um retro to begin with and then move on from there because i know i know of ways that we can do it remotely um but the last time and we it, did a, a twitch stream was mainly we played like kirby's dream course and we played Bomberman, and it was so much fun and it was it a was really funny stream <laughs> I was winning, and my self-esteem was at an all-time high. It was like, look at that ball going to that cup. That's amazing. That's it. If if I ever talk to you and you're like, you're sounding kind of depressed, you're kind of low, I'm like, hey, Purnell, let's play a video game together. (laughs) It's like, yes, I like winning. Because like, go, of course that's just me. That, that's like a jerk. It's like you, like we play Street Fighter Four. I'm like, I like, uh, I like win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two years ago three years ago um a friend of mine was like hey let's go to round one and we'll play some games and i was like yeah let's do it and it, we played a bunch of fighting games and it was tekken was back and forth but any of the 2d games i was like are you bored like <laughs> i'm winning, you I'm, I'm winning them? yeah i was winning a lot and i felt kind of bad because um, it was those classic Japanese cabs where like the screens are facing each other. So like we're not. Oh, the candies. Yeah, the candy cabs. So we're not side by side. So I don't know if the other player is having is is still playing out of obligation or out of interest. I will acknowledge that I have been a guy that has played out of obligation. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm just getting stomped, I'm like, well, I can't quit because the other person's still having fun, but I also hate this. Yeah. So what do I do? But I'm like, I'm but like with Street Fighter 4, it wasn't fun. It was just like, I know how this game works. It, so let's play something that you know how to work, which was tech. <laughs> and and I, I'm awful at anything that's fully three dimensional. Um, even in real life, you know, like driving, walking, walking, yeah. running, running. <laughs> cup and ball. Cup and ball. <laughs> Whoa! The, you can't never tell where this crazy cup and ball is gonna go. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I like God. that. That's your um, that's your measure of proficiency. Is the cup that's and right. ball game? How good are you at cup and ball? Because that determines how good <laughs> you are at pretty much everything else. Everything else <laughs> involving dexterity. Yeah, you got your and, and you're saying like I'm having issues with balance lately. 
and he just gives you a cup and ball and says, I take this test. All right, I need you to get this ball into that cup. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and eat this ice cream. Yeah. Good luck. And you start to stop watching, you just suffer. And you're like, okay, but what do I have? Uh, why am I wearing a gown? And you're like, what's important? <laughs> <laughs> it's for it's for airflow. Airflow, yeah, it's it's aerodynamic. Um, okay, so this week's episode um, has been on our list for a long time, and as fun as it is for me and Pernell to talk about The Simpsons and to make Simpsons references, which we do pretty often, there's a lot of games, mainly home. There's a lot of home console games from the 90s that are not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna, I mean, there's also some that are, but there's the majority, I think, and I think you clearly agree, just don't make the cut. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> little rough around the edges for all of them. And a lot of these I never even, I didn't even know existed. Um, I, d- I love The Simpsons at the time that these games came out, but I don't think I was really playing them because um, I'm going to start with like, not to start with music from this game, but the very first Simpsons game that came out was the, what was it, just Bart and the Space Mutants? Bart versus the Space Mutants. On the NES, which made absolutely zero sense how to play that game, and it was terrible. I tried to get into it. I really did. Like, I had Nintendo Power, so I, I questioned if what I did and my knowledge of what I was doing came from Nintendo Power, but I don't remember the game even conveying what you're supposed no. to do. Just every stage had a different goal yeah. that you had to enact in order to prevent the aliens from taking over. It sounds um, like, okay, what's like the Time goal? Lord. It's like Time Lord. Like every every time you play it, it's like just something is going to be different and you just have to keep doing weird things until something finally happens. It's just, it wasn't great. And so after that, I was like, I'm never playing a Simpsons home game again. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Darn. That was your one and done. But that was it. Um, except for Krusty's Super Fun House. I saw, I had a friend um, in like junior high or something. He was playing that game. And I was like, I've never seen this thing before. Why would they make a whole game about Krusty? That's just like a weird platforming puzzle game. Oh, Krusty Super Finals was a blast. Yeah, it was cool. I loved that game. So I think that's up there with like the winners. But there's Game Boy games and there's there were Genesis games that I've never even touched. Never knew about them. But today, you just might. Yeah, you're because here. it's all about the Simpsons today. It's a perfectly cromulent topic that will embiggen even the smallest nerd. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to start with some music. We're going to go right into this one. This is Krusty's Super Fun House. This one is the uh, this one. This is the one that was released on the Sega Genesis, composed by Mark Miller. This is the music for Area Four. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's hilarious. Did you? That is that hilarious. Too? I have it on my list of four tracks, which means not only do we pick the same track, but it was from the same game that had two different OSTs on two different systems. It was you, the exact you same track. The Super Nintendo, I'm sure, right? No, I didn't. I picked the exact same track. Oh my Genesis gosh. Area 4. Okay, well, you know what? You know what? No, no, no. No, I have other tracks. Oh, you have other tracks? Okay. We're doing it. Because I had other ones too. All right, so we're gonna, here we go. <laughs> that has never happened. That, it uh, hasn't. That's awesome. That has never happened. Okay. Crusty f- Super Fun House. Super Fun, fun House.
That is, that's a stank face right there. That is a, that's a dirty stank face. J- I love how you brought that one. That, that egg back. Yeah. Stank face jam. That's a jam. That is Area Four from Krusty's Super Funhouse for the Sega Genesis. That's one that is Super composed by Funhouse. Mark Miller. Super Funhouse. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes, I've never actually played this one myself. I just kind of seen it and was very interested by it. And it was uh, this got this is this was a time when if a game came out and you would see it like a like a ad for it in a magazine and it would mm-hmm. show like what console it was for and it was just all of them. <laughs> yeah, it really did get a release for every system because I actually did play this. Like I rented it for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo at one point too. Um, Because it was basically a matter of whatever version I could get at the store at the time. But this was on the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the NES, the Game Boy. Um, But it's a great game. It plays kind of like Lemmings Mm. in that sense of, well, the the mice themselves don't have powers or anything. But you're designing a route to get the mice from point A to point B. And that in and of itself is part of the fun. Because there's like pipes and traps and things that are trying to kill the mice. It's... And I think it's funny how you look at the box cover. Like, in the game itself, if I remember correctly, you only see, like, Bart once in the blue month. I think he's, like, at the exit sometimes. Yeah. But on the box cover, you have Krusty and you have Bart in the corner with a hammer because they had to have prominent Simpsons characters on the cover to sell it. <laughs> but once you're in the game, it's just mice, baby. Just yeah. crazy mice yeah, with a, that Matt Groening style. And a Krusty character that kind of looks like Krusty, but it's kind of super squashed. Um, mm-hmm. I like the super squash crusty though. But this music, super, this, some some like they were like, if it's gonna be on the Genesis, it's gotta be funky. This has got like a toe jam and Earl kind of swing to it, and um, I don't know that little keyboard like lick comes in. It's just so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, and that beat. The beat isn't just like a little. It's it, I don't know. Like it it sounds like a really belchy farty like backbeat you know in the best way <laughs> like it's um yeah if, if those are the words you're using to describe the music then you know this is a smelly track <laughs> just oh, some some anchovies that left out in the sun for too long i cannot talk enough about how smelly this track is pronounced <laughs> i don't know how we get into the smelliness of it all but like good. Yeah. hey hey <laughs> talking crusty <laughs> Right. I just had to do it. I'm like, it's funny. When we were, when I was really like prepared for the episodes. Like, I gotta squeeze Simpsons references in there. But the funny part about it is, just like with most things I do when I joke around, I don't, I can't do canned if it doesn't come up. Yeah. Like if it's not prompted in a way, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. So it's like, I'm not going to be like, well, clearly this is about Krusty's Funhouse. So time to do the Krusty thing where he's like, uh. Hey, pie for Lord Applebottom there, or whatever. Uh, I got nothing. But in the off chance that the dialogue does hit and it triggers, mm. you know, and a, a rather a perfectly cromulent joke reference comes up, then I will throw it out there. But otherwise, it's a straight man hour. Oh, man. I, yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? I, I don't... cannot believe it. I can't. I was going to, man, I'm seeing. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing two crusties here. <laughs> double, four crusties. Double, four crusties. That's the one of my favorite ones, too. Good one, crusty. Ah, you both go through the loop together. Oh, and it's actually funny, too, because, like, I actually got into the habit of, like, discussing uh, favorite Simpsons things because there's so many favorite Simpsons things. Mm. But 
I genuinely feel like my all-time favorite thing that I just generally just reference on a whim is the PTA disbanding episode where the guy jumps out the window as he's because he's shocked about the PTA disbanding and then Ned Flares goes, no, it's not disbanding. And he like reverses his scream and jumps back. I was like, no, and he just like dusts himself off and sits down. I don't know what it is about that, but it's just it's a, it was a, such an immaculate joke. I, I can't even express it to myself. It's the Simpsons is a very special show. And the best thing about it is all those episodes are ancient. A lot of the references don't even make sense anymore unless you were there at the time. Mm-hmm. And it still works. It still works. It's an amazing show. To a point. To a point. <laughs> to a point. Um, okay, so where are you going to pick from first? So I'm going to go with the first Simpsons game that I played and actually liked. Though, apparently, going back and reading reviews on it, they weren't too kind to it. Um, This is this comes from the game Bart Simpson's Escape from Camp Deadly on the Nintendo Game Boy. It was made by, if you remember this company, Acclaim, who handled a lot of the Simpsons games back then. They did, so the, the... The level of quality was not well acclaimed. Oh, it was suspect. <laughs> it was sus, as they say, as the kids say nowadays. All right. Um, this is the theme for the Mount Deadly stage, and this was composed by Mark Van Heck. Oh, swear word. Oh boy. back you're listening to the mount deadly theme from the game bart simpson's escape from camp deadly the nintendo game boy composed by mark van heck so i acknowledge the potential that my enjoyment of this track stems purely from nostalgia because i played this game to death as a kid because it was like the first like simpsons game that i purchased like i didn't buy space mutants i rented it and hated it but i bought camp deadly and actually played it through to completion. Um, and I played it again before this episode lead up just to see if I still could enjoy playing it. And somehow, it's, the gameplay is just simple enough that it's still I still enjoyed it as is an old-ass like man. standard, like, platformer, or...? Pretty much. Um, so, the idea of the game is that... It's kind of funny, because it's similar to the actual um, Camp Krusty episode where Bart and Lisa end up going to summer camp, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the summer camp was, in Simpson style, was like a basically torture for kids. And it was run by, this is something I like about this the game too, in Simpsons fashion, they created characters specifically for the game. In this case, rather than just use Mr. Black, Mr. Black, they decided to use Ironside Burns, <laughs> Mr. Burns' cousin. Weird. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, because Mr. Burns' cousin would clearly be evil, yet still run a summer camp. Mm -hmm. If you were an evil person, why would you run a summer camp when you could do so many other better things with your evil potential and still profit? Like, there's no value to running a summer camp as an evil person. I like torturing children. Torture them in other more fun, creative ways. I don't know, but summer camp, that's a lot of work to torment kids. <laughs> Torture them in a, in a game that's more fun. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's this, like the this, this music is. It's. It's. I feel like. I feel like someone's playing it live, and they're not. Then and, and then they have no rhythm. You know, like they just they're, they're just hitting the keys. And we're, also, we're, like the Game Boy has four channels, right? Okay. Okay. This this is only using two. <laughs> like, well, they got to admit this was the beginning of the system's life. Like this came out in ninety one. Okay. Game Boy came out in eighty eight or eighty nine. Eighty nine, I think. So, in the sense that, I mean, I don't want to say that this was particularly like at the beginning of the system's mm -hmm. life, but it was early enough that I could see the guy being like, "Okay, I'm still. I'm, this might be my first yeah. Game Boy game I got to compose for. This is the best I got in me right now." Yeah, but Mark but, Heck, like he was deaf for most of his life. And then he regained his hearing back and then was like, okay, you're a musician now, and started composing for acclaimed video games. Seriously? <laughs> no, I don't know. I Why'd you do that to me? That story made sense. Oh my god. I've been calling it, <laughs> I've been referring to it as the truth this whole time. I've been making an idiot out of myself. <laughs> uh, How about we do a Mark Van Heck double shot? You have a Mark Van Heck track too? Apparently, I do. This is from Bartman meets Radioactive Man for the NES, which I didn't know existed. Another acclaim joint. Acclaim <laughs> joint. This is uh, Twenty Thousand Miles Under the Earth Part One. Okay, so um, let that set the stage for you, uh, Bartman. Who? Okay, I, I got some words about Bartman. All right, because Bartman is very '90s. There's nothing about Bartman that I like. Here we go. What? Oh, Bartman yeah, we're going to talk about that. Active Man. <laughs> Down. This was 20,000 Miles Under the Earth from Bartman Meets Radioactive Man. And yeah, okay, so that arpeggio is a little crazy, a little loud, but it's very interesting the way it cuts out for those little those little bits, you know? Mm -hmm. little, those little stabs. So I feel like there's something interesting happening here. And that the beat, the, the rhythm, has this heavy swing to it. It's, it's, not, it's not flat on the ground. It's just very swingy. So there's a lot happening in this track, all in one song for a Simpsons game produced by <laughs> Acclaim. <laughs> oh, but this honestly, 
I didn't even give this game a chance when it first came out because I also haven't played it, but as we were talking about before, I didn't like, we neither of us liked Bart vs. the Space Mutants, and Bartman meets Radioactive Man is pretty much done in the same style as Bart vs. the Space Mutants as far as the graphics go. Bart looked the same, he controlled the same, and since the look and the control were two very big negatives to Space Mutants, clearly it wasn't going to make me want to buy the future game, and reviews seem to agree with us, so in a way, we dodged a bullet. Um, the music that you just chose, though, I could go either way on it. Like, it, it wasn't bad, by no, any means. But yeah, this, it's weird. It's weird. So, so something about, like, Bart as, like, the, the main character for The Simpsons was a very 90s thing, right? Because then it eventually... Well, he was the bad boy. He was the bad boy, but he really wasn't. But, like, they tried to make him the main character. So, on, like, lunchboxes and and t-shirts and, and all that sort of stuff. You have Bartman, which is Bart Simpson with a towel for like a cape and a, and a weird mask that fits perfectly no, no, over his hair. No, no, he didn't have a towel. He had he had the real cape and cow set up. Like he didn't do the whole Doug Funny thing. He was like an actual cape and cow. And it was like his rendition of like Batman, essentially. Um, and it, but he was only in, I think, two episodes of The Simpsons. But as Bartman? As Bartman. I'm, now you got me wondering about the guy. I do know that he wasn't very prominently featured. If anything, he was more well featured as El Barto, which was like his graffiti loam slang, like alter ego name. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Bartman became really prominent in the sense of like when they came up with the. Actually, it wasn't even his superhero version. It was okay. just his no, dance. Actually, I finally found a list. There are uh, five episodes he was in, and then there was um, comic books. That came out in the '90s, and he had there was actual a, Bartman comics. Yeah, so there was um, a Simpsons comic, there was an Itchy and Scratchy comic, there was a Bartman comic. I want to say there was something else, but um, I collected all of those like when they first came out. I lost them at some point. I was really annoyed by that. Like I, I put them down, and lost them completely. But um, but no, I remember being like really into this stuff. And it was like a classic, like comic book story. Like he was like, like Batman. You know, he just was fighting crime around Springfield. But mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, he's not really in the show a whole lot as Bartman. You know, but in here, the here again, here's a whole video game with him and Radioactive Man. He would also it's not a big part of The Simpsons. Just like one or two episodes. Bro, but Radioactive Man was when he was prominently featured. He was a big deal. He was the if you ever at the comic book shop, it was Radioactive Man stuff. It was the Radioactive Man movie. That was a big deal. You know, I don't think I'm not even sure that episode didn't come out again. You know, you're out of your gourd. Everyone <laughs> likes The Simpsons. No one dis. Well, I don't know that far because there are people who just like The Simpsons. I don't no understand one likes why. Um, <laughs> that's true. No one likes likes Millhouse. But uh. I don't know, like, The Simpsons is a, to me, is a timeless thing. If I feel bad, I joke about The Simpsons. If I feel good, I joke about The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. If I'm at a party, I genuinely try to connect with people by making jokes about The Simpsons got, and hope that people acknowledge it. I gotta say, like, I got really excited with the Disney Plus when they had every episode of The Simpsons. And we got, we got, actually, I need to move on quickly because this track is going to kill everybody. Uh, but, <laughs> Touché. Uh, um, but I got rid of Disney Plus because there wasn't really anything I wanted to watch on it anymore. And I didn't want to watch any Simpsons episodes because all of the early seasons that I liked, they zoomed in. So oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. It was a big deal. So and they, some of the jokes got cut off. It, not just that, but I felt like I felt like I was watching the show, but like sitting too close to the TV and it hurt my eyes. 
So I'm hoping I'm hoping they fix that by now. If they fix it by now, I might actually I might actually uh, pick up that subscription again. I know they Excuse definitely me. did. There was talk of it being fixed back then, so I would like to think that they yeah, did it by I now. I was waiting, and I was like, well, I guess my whatever year is up on my subscription, I'm not going to read it. I think one of the most famous jokes that got cut by that, and actually a joke that I always liked from the old episode, was like when they went to the Bruff Dewey, the Bruff um, the Bruff Bru- Duff Brewery tour, and they came yeah. across the actual like different brews. Like here's our here's our brewing vent for that's where we produce Duff Duff Light and Duff Dry, and it was just like one tube dispensing th- into three different containers. Like it's the same beer, it's the same beer. But uh, but the cut the do the screen being cut off, you couldn't see the tube being split, so you literally just saw three beers. <laughs> like it wasn't even a joke; it was just an actual brewery. So it was something like, how do you just let that go? I don't know, but like honestly, oh, we'll talk about stuff on the next track. Like you said, this I don't want people to die yeah, from this, this track. Yeah, this this one's pretty rough. All right, so what's your next one? All right, so my next one comes from an obvious choice I'm going to make from this episode because I didn't want to go. I wanted to stick with at least as many as I could from games I've actually played. Okay. So in this case, this will be from the Simpsons arcade game. This is the Dreamland track, which I've never chosen before for the show, which I'm glad for. Um, This is composed by Kozo Nakamura. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dreamland theme from the Simpsons arcade game produced in the arcade <laughs> and composed by Kozo Nakamura. So, the Simpsons arcade game, we've talked about on the show before, so I won't go too far down the rabbit hole for this, but essentially, it was pretty much a really big deal in the 90s. It was a big production for a Simpsons game. It drew people to the arcade. You had four-player combat. Oh, yeah. You had... Like they actually had, they had to come up with like a series of enemies and stuff because The Simpsons, as a franchise, as a property, doesn't really have a lot of quote-unquote enemy types in it. You have Mr. Burns, who of course was the villain of the game, and that's it. Like maybe Snake, who actually isn't even in the game, but uh, you could have had Snake. <laughs> no. Uh, maybe Sideshow Bob, who also isn't in the game. Yeah. So you're just uh, fight- you're fighting like nondescript gangsters, and and like I said before, like this is a time when. Simpsons games that were coming out on consoles on the whole were not fun and kids mm-hmm. knew it but then you go into the arcade and you see this thing which is essentially like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but better and with Simpsons characters it's awesome yes yeah, that's right I said it better it was better than the Turtles game yeah there's no so. there's no denying that I liked I actually liked because in the Turtles you used to fight over getting the pizza mm. which was one pizza and you eat it but in the Simpsons game you had to hit the tree and you knock fruit out of it so Sometimes people would just eat all the fruit. 
other times you just you try to like parse out okay i get two apples <laughs> and you get two apples and we'll see but you didn't know how many pieces of fruit were in the tree yeah. so if you miscounted somebody got short chains on the fruit the last they'll watch somebody's gonna last time i played this last time i played this was at the barcade that closed down recently and I think we played through almost all of it or most of it. It was we on, played through the whole game. It was on free play, and it took a long time. Yeah, it was a it was a lengthy title, but it was a fun title. Like, and it was funny because again, in typical beat 'em up fashion, the gameplay never changed. You almost always fought the same guys. It's just different variations of them. Mm-hmm. But the Dreamland stage was special in that regard because whereas all the other levels you were fighting, you like the aforementioned like nondescript gangsters and like the chubby guy who had the tie because he wasn't quite a gangster he was just some random businessman who was like oh man i'm being paid for this but i don't really want to do it but i'm broke so let me try to beat up these children um so in dreamland though you're hallucinating you're kind of like in a hallucination phase because you've just fell off of springfield bluff and you're unconscious at the bottom of a waterfall and they were creative enough to say, you know, this should be a stage. You're actually not unconscious, and you're fighting your way out of a dream. So you're fighting a bunch of nightmares from the Simpsons characters. Like, I guess it was like a nightmare pertaining to each individual character. Like, Lisa's nightmare was like angry saxophones that were just barfing notes. And Homer's nightmare was his like, like his like the like his like walking hazmat suits from the nuclear plant that didn't have bodies in them they were just like proking and prodding them with like the claws like the reach claws marge's i think i honestly think that marge's nightmare was the final boss of the stage was the giant homer bowling ball um yeah that was the last one which i always thought was really strange like a giant just a giant bowling ball being really really weird but i loved it because it just got weirder and weirder as you fought it and then bart's nightmare which funny enough was Demon Bart, which in the game proper, when you died and didn't continue, Demon Bart, so yeah, when you died and ran out of lives and you didn't continue, Demon Bart would be who would be floating over your character's head as you were dying. Um, and the idea behind the whole Demon Bart was supposed to be representing, you know, like Bart's the bad boy, Bart's a demon kid, you know. So I was like, that was part of the thing. But in the Dreamland stage, those Demon Barts became actual enemies and they fired lightning bolts at you. <laughs> And it was very oddly imaginative because once you left Dreamland, it was back to fighting normal yeah. dudes, except for in the TV station where there was like people in alien costumes. Yeah. I and feel stuff. like uh, the the developers at Konami they they heard about The Simpsons, they watched some episodes translated into Japanese, probably poorly, and they had like a cursory knowledge of the world, and then just built something completely bizarre. They were like, Mr. Smithers, he works for a bad guy, right? And so he's the they final even, boss. <laughs> I forgot to even mention that too. They use blacksmithers in the game. Oh, that's right. I just looked them up on um, on Google. Yeah. Wait, no. Yes, they use blacksmithers. Blacksmithers. It's blacksmithers. Oh, it's it's definitely blacksmithers. So crazy. This 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 game is just a classic for a reason because it's just so interesting. Every frame of animation in this game is interesting. Now, two D games, two D. The Simpsons should only ever ever be in two dimensions because they are terrifying once they enter the third dimension, Pernell. Oh, yeah. Because I'm assuming that you're trying to travel there, aren't you? That's where I'm going. We are going to hit and run. Simpsons hit and run for the GameCube and the PS2. Um, music is by, amazing music, by Mark Barrel, Jeff Timoshuk, and Alan Levy. And we're going to listen to Operation Hellfish, which I picked just for you, Pernell. Oh, yeah. I like Hellfish. You fry up when you cook them. Thank <laughs> you. 
Skater, are you ready? <laughs> Rock out! Alright, here we are back. Back again with another banger. <laughs> okay. This is Operation Hellfish from The Simpsons Hit and Run for the GameCube and the PS2 and the Xbox. Posed by Mark Barrel, Jeff Timoshik, and Alan Levy. Um, and man, this track is this track is straight out of Guilty Gear, man. This is some heavy stuff. Like a lot of the music in this game is actually very good. It sounds like um, like it's taken from like an episode, like fully orchestrated. It's it's wacky, has a lot of great instrumentation to it, um, and there's some really good jazzy jazzy tracks, like really good funky tracks. This this one stands out. This is the only like heavy metal track in the game. It's a this is this is some superb rock right yeah. here. So, and of course, the Simpsons hit and run, so you're driving to it. Yeah, so the Simpsons hit and run. Well, you're not just driving. There's a lot of, like, because you can get out of your vehicle. This game is essentially Grand Theft Auto in Springfield. Um, mm-hmm. Which, honestly, it's a match made to me because a lot of, when the game first came out, people gave it a lot of grief. They was like, oh, 
just totally ripping off of another product and he's trying to throw Sims in and I'm like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, but I want to explore Springfield. I don't want to explore, you know, fake LA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do in it. There's a lot of characters to interact with. There's weird story modes. There's weird race modes. But they're in 3D and they look terrifying. They look so strange. <laughs> like, their heads are all right. weird sizes and their eyes are bugging out. Lisa looks like an alien. It's they are weird. It's just I love how you specifically mentioned Lisa, like not the others. Lisa looks like an alien. <laughs> okay, they all look strange, but she looks extra strange. I don't know what. Saxophone. Very very strange. Very very strange. It's an interesting alien game. I think Lisa. it's worth. I think it's worth looking at again. There's some there's some funny playthroughs online. You can watch them, but um, yeah, huge soundtrack, sweeping soundtrack. So I guess as you play through different missions and go through different areas of. I guess of the world, different tracks will play, and this is this is one of them. And, and so, Hellfish, the fighting Hellfish, that was Grandpa Simpson's like World War II, no Vietnam like group, right? Yeah, him and uh, oh, what was it Montgomery Ape, Ape Simpson, Montgomery Burns, that's right. Seymour Skinner's dad and Chief Wiggum's dad, they were all in the group together. Even, no, and Barney Gumble's dad, which is kind of funny. All the dads of these characters who actually exist in the show. Apparently they're all dead. <laughs> they're dead deads. Um, and the only two remaining surviving members were Monty Burns and Abe Simpson. So of course, you know, Abe, um, being that it's Mr. Burns, he's the villain. He wanted to kill Abe and take the treasure for himself. And this is like one of the only episodes where they made Abe Simpson from being like the bungling, like, you know, forgetful grandfather to being this like really tough like very serious man who like took like to swim underwater like with a harpoon gun. It was actually a really cool episode. Yeah, like, I love that episode. Like let's just have fun with this with the story of, of these of the background of these characters. It's a really early season too, right? This and one of my favorite it. jokes about the episode was like it was the one part where like uh, Mr. Burns like smashes into the Simpsons house to get like the fighting hellfish key, and like he has like a cherry picker. He just like bursts through the wall to like get it and he goes like smashes in the Bart's room and he takes the item and he's trying to leave and he loses control of the gear he's like smashing into Lisa's room and she's like Santa Claus he's like oh sorry <laughs> it was just something Man, really funny remember. about that I just remember the name Hellfish I don't remember anything else about it um, I also no I wish that was also the episode that was the other thing about like another it wasn't the same episode but another joke that I thought was really funny how that show you know does a more cartoony version of like the illusion that they do with um Married with children, where they have a person with a job that you wouldn't expect to pay but so much, allowing them to afford a house in a ridiculously nice neighborhood and take care of three kids and a housewife on that one salary and go on crazy, luxurious, extravagant adventures. And then there was this one episode in particular, though, where like Bart would just go up to his dad and go, Dad, let me get $50,000. Like, home rope is his wallet. He's like, reaching, like, wait a minute, what do you want it for? And it's like, what the heck? He's got all this what? money. Just like, is he pulling out of his wallet? I love that. He's like, just pull out 50 grand. Like, here you go. Wait a minute. <laughs> like a small, like a side joke that a lot of people probably didn't pick up on. Like, Here's, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> Just like casually spending it. But, I think um, my favorite one is where they're all drunk um, at the bar, like Homer and his friends, and they're watching like the World Series, and the uh, the, the Springfield Isotopes are are in this series, and they never care about baseball until they're actually there, and so mm-hmm. and then they win and they get extra drunk, and then they get in their car and they drive drunk through town 
um, through like the school, and they just essentially wreck the town. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it what kills me every time is when um, like le- like uh, Lenny like it's like a he has a, um, a fire extinguisher and points it at Homer and says, "Hey Homer, guess what? Isotopes!" <laughs> and just like, shoots him with it. Like, like, it's like it's that drunk logic of like just screaming something is going to be funny. Um, it, that entire episode was legitimately yeah, good. Yeah, they did pretty, the whole um, it was like a Children of the Corn themed episode. Yeah, like, okay, because yeah, yeah. the kids are like, the kids are uh, tired of the adults just getting away with whatever they want to do and blaming the kids for it. Which, you were eating oh, too many puddings. <laughs> like like episode so five because they can't trust the adults, so the kids got to take manners into their own hands. Per by inviting your metaverse consciousness in yeah, by forcing it, you to change. Forcing you to change. I think it's worth it. Okay. Um, your final track? Is that where we're at? We're going to... That's right. right. And we're going to come up with something completely different to talk about because I also picked from Simpsons Hit and Run oh. and I ain't switching because this track is also a big, big banger. Um, this is from the Simpsons Hit and Run. This is titled Bart Goes Downtown. Every reference I've come across called it Bart Goes Downtown, so I'm sticking with it. Okay. Composed by Mark Barrel, Jeff Tomaschuk, and Alan Levy.
Welcome back. You're listening to Bart Goes Downtown from the Simpsons Hit and Run game, composed by Mark Burial, or Barrel, Jeff Tomashuk, and Alan Levy. And this, oh my god, like, this is, you ever come across a scenario where you're like looking through tracks from games, and you're like, I want to listen to these and see what I want to choose for the episode, and then you just come across one that's so good, you just stop. You're like, I don't even need the rest. Yeah. The rest, you can get out. <laughs> this guy made the cut. It's great. And this, it's, I, I, this is a fun song. It's 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 heavy, but it's fun. It's got like a Blink-182 kind of feel to it, like a pop-punk kind of sound. I can see this playing in Cityscape. <laughs> like, it's a very like pop-punk, like a lot of like, like modern Sonic jams. Which also might explain why I, I took to it so much because modern Sonic tracks are a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I was, I loved this track, and I could easily picture myself driving in the Simpsons Hit and Run game with it playing. Fun thing about this episode too was the fact that looking through all these tracks and listening to these mu- these these tunes and getting nostalgic for them made me want to actually try to find them again, and it makes me sad that. This is in a way like partly why I'm glad I collect games as I do, mm-hmm. because I did not buy the Simpsons game, and I did not buy Simpsons Hit and Run, and now I want to play them, and I don't know how to go about getting them, and I don't want to pay you know yeah. full price or collector's prices for them. I want to play you know they've been out for forever prices, so yeah. and they're not on Steam, so you can't just play them on Steam. Uh, it's just it might be man. PS now, but I don't think so. I can't imagine it would be because it's a licensed game. So yeah, I feel like not, licensed games aren't as likely to show up on those kinds of services. No, it's true. There's not a whole lot of them. So, like, it makes me sad because, like, I want to just kind of go back and experience this game as it was and see if it, I take to it now. And the same with the Simpsons game because at the time, I was looking at it like, eh, it seems like a kind of like a cheap cash in. It doesn't look like it's particularly special. But now looking at it from a nostalgic lens, I bet I could appreciate it and be like, oh, I remember games like this, and now it's got the Simpsons humor. I want to play this now. So yeah, it's... There's a- probably like a lot of good voice acting in it, too. Maybe good voice acting. There's probably a lot of... Not good, was it probably, maybe? It's this, there's just probably the a lot of voice acting in it that you could appreciate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> the voice actors from the show, like, oh, yeah, they suck at this, but they, they got they got their, like, they got the cheaper knockoff versions of Yearly Smith yeah, and Hank Azaria. I just, I just, I, saw, I just can't believe that they got the, yeah, the original voice actors to do. Anything. They got Steven Spielbergo to do that at the <laughs> Simpsons Spielbergo. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to oh turn this track down, and we're going to get into the bonus round. Bonus round on it. Block some tunes out and play on the jams that game the rock out. I am looking forward to what you chose. Rob, what's the song that you're going to go with? <laughs> the bonus round, as Pernell said, sort of, is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. Pernell, did you know that the video game cover band Lame Genie is in fact not lame? <gasps> no! <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so! Mainly because they did a cover of Downtown Springfield Stage 1 from the Simpsons arcade game. Ooh! So let, I did not even know that. Yeah, so let's give it a listen.
Oh, that was gold. Yes, man. that was downtown Springfield stage one, the metal cover. I don't know. It's just downtown Springfield by the lame genie. These guys, let me tell you, super awesome. We um, They came to our live show at Too Many Games last year. And for that, it was really nice to see them show yeah. up too. They, they're they're awesome guys. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of their music. I feel like they're just they're really um, accurate. You know, like I I just I'm, love hearing the, music that's just on point. But it's something to be said. Like I'm a fan of the music, but also a fan of them as people. Mm-hmm. Because I'll admit, it's not like we've ever gone to a bar with them and had a beer or anything like that. But <laughs> every interaction we've ever had with them, and every interaction we've seen of them, they just seem like genuinely fun, friendly guys. We're just like, you know, we like game music. We like rocking out. We also like being funny. Let's spread good cheer yeah. to people through music and comedy. Yeah. And they and they're just like they just travel together. And you could tell they really like each other and they really interact with their audience. And they just have a lot of fun. And they play and they don't and they don't just play like the hits, you know, the video game hits of like Castlevania and stuff. Like they 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 did the Springfield music. That's crazy. And I love them for yeah. it. Right. Hey guys, do some ease. <laughs> I'm gonna tell every band until they do it. Do, do the ease. Do something for me. Do the ease. Do the ease. Oh my god. All right. So what what did you find? Because I, I for some reason I was like I'm sure you found this one too. I actually I thought to cheat. I thought I'd break the system a little bit. Oh, okay. So I thought it was funny that you know a lot of Simpsons games just do eight bit or cover versions of the actual Simpsons theme. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd reverse grade it and just say, take the 8-bit Simpsons theme back to the original Simpsons theme and then see what people have done to cover the actual Simpsons theme. And I kind of found something I thought was pretty funny because it ties back into games in the form of the Simpsons acapella done by the Triforce Films sound group, Mr. Doobs and F1 Shard. I was like, Triforce Films, that's a video game. I'm like it's perfect, and it's a really good cover. Oh. So like, did I lose you? Hello, I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you. <laughs> nope, I'm still here, though I am still singing. Dum 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 d
Welcome back. You are listening to the Simpsons-themed acapella by the Triforce Films Sound Group, composed of Mr. Dooves and F1 Shard. Right. This track is surprisingly entertaining to me. Like, I smiled, I bopped to it, and I just liked how they interpreted the sound in an acapella style. Yeah, it's, I know. it's got a lot of character in all the voices that he's doing. It's mm-hmm. Really good. And I gotta ask now, before we go to the cut, because yeah. I'm curious, who's your favorite Simpsons character that's not in the main family? Okay, so not in the main... Uh, probably Mo. Maybe Mo. Mo Sizzlack. Mo Sizzlack. I, like I can that. appreciate that. Mo is awesome. Yeah. Or Gil. Yes. Oh, Gil. Gil. <laughs> oh, Gil. Yeah. You gotta get a taste of that old shiny brass ring. Come on. Can't yeah. Gil get a lick? <laughs> He's just like a weird combination of just that kind of like nervous energy. It's just very funny to me. But I think. Putting most, a good word for old Gil, would you? Just Mo, because like in the beginning, Mo is just. Um, a foil for like Bart to like make prank phone calls on and all that stuff. But then like later on, like he was just involved in so many weird um, illegal activities that it just kept like, <laughs> they just kept like racking them up. It was just so strange. The panda smuggling. <laughs> and then like when um uh, there's an episode where Bart becomes under Bart, a Homer becomes a boxer and Mo is his coach but it's because Mo is hosting boxing at his bar and then it pans out and there's a ring in the bar, but that bar isn't that big. Like they just keep changing like the dimensions of everything in that show. <laughs> as long as it fits the narrative of the episode, oh. they just make it work. That like it was the episode. Yeah. yeah. Go on. I was like, they, t- they had the episode where they took his entire floor and they repoed his floor. It was just like this giant floor up against the wall of this office. And they panned out and showed the wall leaning against the walls. Like, how did they get it in there? <laughs> like, that's the thing where it's like they had that episode with the, um, where they had the three nerds in the chairs was like, in episode 5-3, yeah. how did he get throughout the wizard's king? And it's like, the whole thing of like finding like weird oddities and inconsistencies of the show is like, deep down, we're all doing it. Yeah, it's just... All, yeah. We just accept that it's just ridiculous and we're funny that way. We're all doing it. Like, um, when I was real little, we used to watch uh, Cheers episodes, like reruns on TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, the show was always around the bar, which was a kind of a central part of, like, essentially felt like a restaurant, but they never served food there. There's a restaurant upstairs, and they talked about it. And around the bar, there were tables, and um, you can see people at the tables. And it's, I was always like, what's happening at the rest of the bar? You know, like, what else is there? Like, like how many tables are there? I was—I guess I was a weird kid. <laughs> I wanted to know more of that floor plan, you know. <laughs> Who designed this place? Yeah. All right. So for more information on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their band camps and SoundClouds and everywhere where you can get the music and support these artists. Um, not Danny Elfman, but um, the lame genie specifically. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us on episode 25-6 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our look at uh, Simpsons licensed video games and all that means. <laughs> the music that is composed within them yeah, or exactly. composed for them. Uh, so and- there, were, there, were, there was a few other games that you know, they should get honorable mentions out there. There's um, 
uh, a virtual Bart in which Bart is trapped inside a virtual reality machine and has to do different, I don't know, different uh, things <laughs> to get out. <laughs> uh, there was a Bart versus the Juggernauts, which was a Game Boy game. Yeah, I did play that, actually. I was like, it played like American Gladiators in a sense, where it was yeah. like you had different events and Bart was Bart. And he battled against the various, like, I can't remember, they, I guess they were the juggernauts, but yeah. they were basically American gladiators. So there's like a lot of, of, of these licensed tie-in games where it's really just a series of mini games. And to me, it always felt like playing um, Skate or Die, you know, that kind of stuff. But a lot of them were like, that. there's like a lot of Muppets games, a lot of Disney games, or it wasn't like you're on an adventure. It's actually like, no, you're somewhere and you have to go play a, a, a downhill skiing game. And then you have to go collect all these items game, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot of them are like that, except for Bart versus the Space Mutants. I don't know what they were thinking. Whatever was collecting, and that just depended on the stage. Like the one stage was, again, like I don't know if the game even ever conveyed it because I only remember because I just know probably one level was like you have to turn paint all purple things green like, to get rid of purple stuff. Yeah, but they don't and tell you. One level was like they don't tell you, <laughs> no. and then it was like one level where you had to collect a bunch of specific objects. I remember that, um, but it just it was just different things. That you had to do to stop the aliens' plan. Each state had a different theme for like an alien plan. Like, gotta thwart it in this manner. But you know, like The Simpsons, there's still room for for like decent games. And I feel like they did kind of culminate with The Simpsons game in 2013. Mm-hmm. I just want to, but I just wish I played it instead of just like watching videos and stuff and like succumbing to like burnout on game purchases. But that was probably their best up, uh, their best yeah. game that they ever did. Yeah, and that was on like Xbox. Xbox, um, Wii, mm-hmm. PS3, and that may be it. Yeah, and I can't remember if it was on anything it. else. Like they had like one feature film, um, and that was you knew that was just going to be it. They, they were just not like like I'm surprised they even did it. And when they did it, I was like, that was a great episode of the show. Um, and that was it. Pretty much, they, and they did the whole like they had this. I did like the idea that they had the swear word, but they can only say one in order to maintain the the rating. So they had to like save it, and everyone knew they were holding on to this one swear word. Like, where are they going to use it? Where are they going to use it? And like towards the end of the movie, like Marge is the one that uses it. Yeah, that's like, that right. is ridiculous. I, I like this. I yeah. can appreciate. Still that. had a sense of humor about the whole thing. Um, so yeah, not all of this music is going to be to everyone's liking. Um, I know I do know the name Mark Van Heck is um, kind of a swear word in itself on some other video podcasts. Wait, that. other people have referenced it? Yeah, okay, so we were on an episode, uh, podcast isn't around anymore, but it's called Pixel Tunes Radio about three or four years ago with Ed Wilson and uh, Michael Showalter. Mike Levy. Mike Levy, thank you. And and it was all about uh, bad, no, it was a good music and bad games. And I played a track from, I think it was Mark Van Heck. And he was like, oh man, we did a whole episode about bad music from this composer. And I was like, really? Because this isn't that oh. bad. But um. Like, I didn't think, I think it's like, I didn't mind the tracks. Mm-hmm. It's just at the same time, I wouldn't put them particularly on like top of the pops no. of VGM. Yeah. And I, I, I love that it reference top of the pops. Like, as much as I love the Simpsons arcade game, the music in that game is bananas. It, it's, I like bananas. Crazy, like there are like melodies and counter melodies, and like it, it's, it's polyrhythmic. Like it, it's weird and and dissonant at times, but like I, intentionally, very clearly intentionally. But it is bizarre. which I like. like 
Like, I'm a big fan of yeah. bananas, so long as there are no sharks present at the time of access accessing those bananas. Yeah, the, the correct musical term is cuckoo bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm fine with it. It's cuckoo bananas in D minor. Oh, like, yeah, Simpsons. The Simpsons are still running. They're on their 32nd season. That's great. It's astounding that they're at that point. And I'm actually, I'm still waffling around the idea of picking up where I left off on the show and watching all missed episodes. Because, like, I've watched, like, maybe one or two that released after season 15. And I'm like, I can imagine just taking a shot and seeing, watching all this uncut gold, which is apparently, like, fake gold, because everyone says it's how terrible it is. Uh -huh. But a part of me, the thing about it is, like, it wasn't, I wasn't one of the few people, I'll admit this on the show, I didn't stop watching The Simpsons because it got bad. I was, it was the equivalent of that itchy and scratchy episode where they introduced Poochie, where everyone just got kind of bored of the show. Yeah. So they introduced Poochie Pucci to shake things up. I think that's what happened to me. I started, I was going to college. I was getting caught up in going to work and all these different life changes were happening. And I just didn't have time for The Simpsons anymore. I just didn't come home on Sundays for it. It wasn't that I stopped liking the show. I just stopped watching it. It's just that there was a time when if you wanted to watch a television show, you had to be home at a specific time within a specific frame on a specific day and the TV it. had to be available. That's right. And, and the TV in the room had to be available. But now it's like, um, now it's streaming whenever you want on a phone that's in your pocket. And you can watch it on the toilet and you're fine. And I will say there's a small part of me being an old man that feels <laughs> you like... It? Do you miss that? I don't miss that. I don't miss don't it. Don't say that you miss that. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm not, let's not go nuts. I'm not saying that I miss it. But I am saying something was kind of lost to the idea. Mm. Like... Not to say that it was better without what before, but you got to admit, there was something to the whole ritual of got to get home by eight. The big show's about to start. And you knew that anybody else that was watching it in your circle was watching it at that exact same time because you had no choice. So it was, there was no coordination. It was just be there and watch it. And then when you were done, everybody could talk about it, you know, whether it be like on the phone yeah. or the next day at school or work. It was just like a whole ritual of it all. But now, you can just watch whatever you want. And of course, the convenience is there, but the trade-off is, at least for me, I don't section out episodes. I watch what's available to me, which means I'll marathon a season of a show, and I'll be like, this is a great show. Yeah. How much of it do I remember, though? Not like I do The Simpsons, because well, I watch The Simpsons in episode format. Mm -hmm. Well, they're trying to do that with some shows on Amazon and Netflix. Like, uh, The Boys was released once a Friday so it wasn't just all at once and yeah I think that's a good idea yeah, like, they're, you make they're, it a, they're trying to create those like the, the water cooler moments where everyone's like wants to talk about it afterwards so like when the finale of the last season came out and uh, we didn't have time to watch it and we were like okay it's going to be a couple weeks don't pay attention to any media <laughs> it was gonna because be they're going to be talking about it yeah and they're doing that now with the new um, Great British Bake Off season on Netflix um, actually the last two they did that where they just released one every Friday because especially with that show, I'll just leave it on all night long and just watch it over and over again. You know, like, and that's how I feel. Like, I, I'll admit, I do kind of suck at setting up, but though I have gotten better at the idea of, like, okay, on Friday night, I'll eat dinner. Like, I got, like, weird rituals that I do now. Like, on Friday night, I'll eat dinner. <laughs> on Fridays, I eat dinner. Damn, um, Sundays, I eat breakfast. <laughs> um, but I always, like, make a big deal out of Friday dinners and Sunday breakfasts. Good and guess, if yeah. I'm at home for them, which lately I am because of, you know, COVID, Man. um... I'll take that time to go, I'll watch a show that's in my backlog, mm -hmm. and I'll watch like an episode or two, and just kind of enjoy the whole event, and it feels to me, that's like a TV event. 
I make a TV event out of it. I want to watch a show right now, and I don't really watch TV the rest of the week. But these two points in time, television time. And it feels good, you know? I like it. People are like, you only watch TV two times a week? Like, well, I review and play a lot of video games. There's a lot of games to play, and they're not going to play themselves. Exactly. So that's where my TV time goes, to video games. Well, so. well I'll tell you what, if for our listeners, if you have any questions for us, if you have questions about the show, if you have a track suggestion or um, a topic suggestion, or if, um, if you have a game that you want Purnell to try playing and to review on our <laughs> next show... Honestly, I would do that. Um, yeah, but I will make Purnell quit his job so that he can play more games. <laughs> and my no, my luck, I'd just I'd lose interest after that point. Like it's like there's something to be said about having <laughs> motivation and drive to play something at a certain time. You know, yeah. I'll have be off. I'll be off for an entire day. Like I can catch up on Trails of Cold Steel, but I want to clean my library instead. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you did because I feel like that room was getting a little. Clutter frowded. Yeah. Anyway, if you do have questions for us, if you have track suggestions, topic suggestions, the best way to do that is over email. So send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Um, and if you would like a f- track listing, a full track listing from all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes because um, our podcast feed only goes back like 150 or 200. And there's well more than that. So if you want to see um, uh, classic Rhythm and Pixels, uh, Rhythm and Pixels Babies, uh, go to our website. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't they be Rhythm and Pixels adults at this point? Um, I don't know. How, how old were we when we started the show? Like, well, correction, they'd be five. They'd I was be just toddlers. out of high school, right? <laughs> Touche. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't have a job yet. I didn't know how to drive. It was crazy. Oh, what's we, were that? The Rhythm and, we were the Rhythm and Pixels radio show. Yeah. <laughs> we were on, we were on the uh, 98.7 on the dial. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's at uh, what, what's the website for now? Rhythmandpixels.com. If you want to get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, just look us up. It's Rhythm and Pixels, usually just all one word. Um, we have a Discord server where we uh, chat and talk and discuss games, stuff about the about the the newest show, and there's going to be kind of updates about new things that we're doing. That Discord is linked on our website on the menu bar up top. Also up there, you'll see a link to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. Um, we have uh, all of our episodes are on there. Uh, clips from our live shows, which I think are pretty funny, are also uploaded there. And we also have a 24-7 radio stream. Um, it's just nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. It's playing from a classic emulator. Um, it's curated. It's over like 750 tracks now, curated by uh, myself and Purnell and, and some of our listeners as well. It's really cool. I just updated it today. I'm really proud of it. Um, and so just check that out. It's playing all day long. It's good work music. It's study music. It's good music to play at your next family barbecue. It's good. It's good. It's for the holidays, honestly, uh, for a Thanksgiving dinner. Just play the YouTube station. It's totally fine. I think your family will enjoy it. I, I talked to your mom and she was like, I like Mario Brothers. Put the show on. <laughs> can well, we play the Mario? Can we play? Just, I know you like to do the Mario, but I like to listen to the Mario. Can we um, play the Mario? Um, also, if you want to support the show, you can go to um, rhythmandpixels.com slash merch. And we have some cool t-shirts there, some interesting uh, designs to show your love of video game music. Um, and it's the perfect gift for an anniversary or for a loved one. You can give it to um, your significant other. And um, in 10 years together, and you can't believe how much you love that person and they're beautiful. And you give them a t-shirt with our logo on it. 
and guaranteed... And it says love like our faces. Yeah, I guaranteed another 10 years of happiness. I guarantee it. <laughs> A 10 years of rhythm. 10 years of pixels. Yes. Um, yeah, but, but anyway, throw out all of your clothes and wear those t-shirts. Also, if you want to support the show, just tell people about the show. Right, that's fine. That's the best thing to do. You can also go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, and there you get access to um, all of our uh, uh, cool stuff that we do for... <laughs> I ran out of steam. <laughs> all our cool stuff, like drink like chewing ice cubes no, so at patreon you get access smoothies. to a, a weekly prequel episode it's like about 10-15 minutes of me and Pernal just catching up on the week um, you also get access to a monthly live stream um, which is us Pernal and I recording a show once a month and that's at any level there's also bonuses um, at higher levels for the radio station you get shout outs you can even record your own shout out and your own commercial I don't care what you're going to advertise you can put it on the radio station and it'll go in rotation um, and we also have uh, like to give and things shout outs to persons of Patreon. Oh my god, you need a net. End of the episode. I'd like to thank this part's easy, I have it all written down. Uh, Frank Lee Zappa, Fat Nick Walker, Mike Myers, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy. Woo! I actually wrote Hi-yo! woo at the end of that. Uh, Matt's Honkvist, Michael Jennings, Davey Cakes, Justin Schneider of XVGM Radio, Sonic Medley, Tacos, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Lauten. Check him out. He's the Phantom Meyer on Twitch. He speedruns Mega Man games and Contra games. And that man is a madman with the run and gun games. We also want to thank Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Wormut, Christopher Sendstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk. Check them out on One Up Funk on Instagram. Uh, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version VGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. So thank you all very much. Very, very Thanks much. For being, thank you for being awesome listeners and friends of the show. We hope we are doing you a good service mm-hmm. in a sense of like producing a show that is entertaining and fun and uplifting most yeah. of all, to be honest with you. Yeah, we consider all of you our friends and, and just everyone on the list and everyone who comes into Discord and says hello, like you are in our circle now. And if you ever needed kidneys, um, spleens. Hey, whoa, um, whoa, pronoun- whoa. What have you got left? Whoa. Pronoun- you got some, uh, whoa. some lungs. You only they are. One. I've lost organs already. I'm not just <laughs> giving them away. Uh, I, ten toes. So we can. We got. We have a few to give away. So who the heck is who's going to ask for a toe transplant? <laughs> it's the one without toes. Don't be judgy, Pernell. Touche. Touche. <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, that's all I'm gonna do. So that's all one I'm thing say. I find sad though, is like I said, like deep down, it's like it's something, there's something to be said about a, a Simpsons episode, but I. I couldn't like just shoehorn random quotes in there. Like I could, like, I bet my Wookie. I choo choo choose you. Yeah. You know, you know, oh flaming moves. Uh, you know, uh, Cr- flaming moves. I say that all the time. Um, we don't say I choo choo choose you, but when we see something that's like supposed to be funny but it's not, we look at each other and we go, "Ha ha, great gag." <laughs> Lisa's not- response to choo choo choose you. It's like there's just so many good things like. Nothing gets chocolate out. See? <laughs> oh. I just love just dopey random life. I've had it up to here with these rickets. <laughs> and stay out of Riverdale. Uh, like, I can seriously sit here and just, like, prattle off random Simpsons quotes. 
Didn't that movie have a war in it? <laughs> just, just like stuff. Wait, wait, I didn't tell you how World War II ended. We won! <laughs> we won! USA! USA! Uh, See, like, that could be an episode, just like a blooper reel, just us yelling Simpsons quotes no, for 40 no. minutes. Honestly, we're doing this episode just to get it out of our systems for the rest it of literally. the Literally. At least for the rest of Never. the Never. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, they come out when I've got them. <laughs> when they're available, they're getting blasted, baby. That was like one of the early emails we got or some or messages on Facebook that was like, someone should do a drinking game every time they make a Simpsons reference or a Simpsons quote. <laughs> I would well, I hear well, it. Well, what, what, what they would be, oh, yeah. Wait, they're saying like they would have to do it when we made the references yeah, or yeah. vice versa? No. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they're listening to our show and they make a reference and then we have to oh. do a shot. Oh, mercy. That's, that sounds dangerous. Like, I don't drink like that. <laughs> Van Johnson dangerous. Um, okay, yeah. Anyway, anyway, thanks for everyone for listening to the show. Um, next week, we're going to have a, uh, a mixtape coming out. I haven't decided the theme, but I'm always excited to put these together. Um, so very minimal talking, mostly almost entirely good music. All good music. And, well, you can step in and say random stuff like, you may ask yourself, <laughs> what is good VGM? And then you may ask yourself, am I listening to good VGM? As the tunes get played on the rhythm and pixels, are you Ooh, liking hack? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Uh, Mark Van Heck. Uh, anyway, anyway, thanks for listening to Rhythm and Pixels, everybody. I'm going to get going before I just keep rambling any further. Um, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purdell. Have a good night. And remember, there's genuinely, absolutely, positively nothing wrong with having what I genuinely like to coin, which is almost counterproductive to the message, useless knowledge. <laughs> um, stuff that you find funny, that you're obsessed with, and kind of just mull over all the time, that you and yourself might find that no one else quite gets, or understands, or appreciates. There's no wrong with it. If anything, that shows passion. You're passionate about a topic, you're passionate about an idea, you're passionate about a concept, you're passionate about a franchise, whatever it is. Enjoy it, appreciate it, express it with those who are interested. Never know, you might come across other people who like it, and then you'll be at the party saying, Lisa needs braces, that'll plan. <laughs> um, or whatever that version of, whatever that would be for your particular franchise or interest. Don't let people tell you that your franchise, hobby, interest, concern, or just obsession is childish or stupid because they're stupid. And maybe they should find <laughs> something that they like to do and talk about that instead of bashing and trash talking what you like. <laughs> Get out of people's faces, jerk people. Let people like stuff. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, I like garbage pail kids. That's like the one that that, that, that killed me. Like <laughs> you're like, stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. I'll tell you nothing. Like I think about that. I like garbage pail kids. I don't care who knows. Like I'd still collect them. Still hang on to them. And I'll be at work. And like it's like that thing. I, that's something I think the breakout when they did the whole icebreaker was like. So tell us one. Tell us your name. And who, with the, how long you've been with the company, and one weird thing about you. I'm like, I'm Purnell, I've been here for like five years, and I like Garbage Pail Kids and still collect them. And people are like, wait, what? <laughs> garbage Pail Kids, they still make those? You like those things? They were so gross. And they're for kids? Like, are you saying I can't be young at heart? You telling me I can't like Garbage Pail Kids? What do you like to collect? I like to collect <laughs> debt, exactly. 
Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me like this. <laughs>